If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, search Donovan Sharp on YouTube. For exclusive content, which includes my entire archive of over 800 episodes and over 2,200 exclusive posts, go to patreon.com slash Donovan Sharp. Links in description.
So Bitcoin hit an all-time high and you jumped in, but then it tanked. Relax, we told you this was going to happen. Crypto Oasis starts right now. What's up, guys? It's your man, Donovan Sharp, and welcome to this edition of Crypto Oasis as I make some slight adjustments to make sure everything is in place there. There we go. I just wanted to make sure that a uh, little slight screen adjustment. But as you guys can see, I have made some upgrades and adjustments on your screen. On your screen is a live up to the second ticker on the blue chip cryptocurrencies. We've got Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin all in that order. You guys can obviously see that the coins are noted by the by the spinning coins and did that that's my touch everything that you're seeing is happening right now so if you have questions in terms of what's happening right now no problem everybody's going to see everything that's going to ev everything that's happening live and in living color uh, this way we can this way you guys can make informed decisions when we're having conversations we can talk about things that are happening right now so this is going to be for you guys's benefit um, also i had a lot of fun doing this um, i really really do like putting together cool graphics and and bring in new information to guys and, and things of that nature. So I think that this adds a new element to the show. Um, it also pretty much, I think it's immense us as the number one crypto show on the web. I don't think anybody else is doing what we're doing uh, with what we are doing it with. Uh, allow me to introduce tonight's esteemed panel. First up is Cultivate Crypto. That's your boy Charlie out there in Tokyo. What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Just uh <clears throat> As you can see, the sun's coming up over here, just getting ready on my Sunday and uh, enjoying, you know, watching crypto uh, kind of settle down here over this weekend. So um, Bitcoin's finding support, Ethereum's finding support. So it's all good over here. Good, good stuff. Next up, of course, is the man with the dog who barks at XRP door-to-door -door salesman. <laughs> he is dollar cost crypto. What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, good, good. I'm just buying up this dip right now, man. That's Buy what I'm doing buying up this dip. So crypto took a little bit of a tank. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play, I'm going to play a clip. I don't, I don't, I can't remember which episode it was from, but I'm going to play a clip. Um, and I think it might've been from one of our, one of our first couple of episodes. I want to play a clip for everyone who might be freaking out right now. So I'm going to go ahead and bring this up and everybody's going to be able to hear this. So here we go. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe not. Hang on. It's a coming. Oh, wait, no, no, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta open it in another way. Hold on, I gotta open it with a, there we go. Got it. Let's just say, let's just say the price of Bitcoin is just running up. Like right now you're like, oh, I need to get in, I need to get in. And then Bitcoin runs to $45,000 in a day. Shit. And, and you're like, oh my God, I need to, I need to throw my money in, throw my money in. So there you go, you, you throw your whole bank account, you go into Bitcoin, and then Bitcoin corrects down like it does normally, right? It's a market. Of course. And then it goes down to $30,000. Okay. And, and the guy goes from whatever his savings, and he just took a 30% haircut, 40% haircut on his money. Woo! He's like, mm. and then he's literally like, he's got, his, he's got his hand over his heart. He's like almost like passing out. And then he's like, oh, right. forget this. Crypto's a scam. Let me sell it. He sells it. There you go. The price recovers up again. And he's like, what the <laughs> hell? Well, what's going on? And then he buys back in, and now he he has less money, and he, he has even less coins. So dollar cost, a lot of people, a lot of guys are going through that right now. We hit an all-time high last week. 
in crypto. I think it hit something like wasn't it fifty nine or fifty eight thousand dollars? I I can't remember exactly the the high that it hit. As soon as it hit, and listen, you guys said this on this very show last week. I was in Detroit doing the show. I'm now back here in Philly. Um, you said, hey, guys, listen, don't freak out when it corrects. We got guys freaking out. They're selling off all their Bitcoin. They're freaking out. They're bugging out. So, Miguel, what is your advice to guys who got into crypto last week at just under $60,000 who had their heart over their hand when crypto, when when Bitcoin dipped, I think, to what was it, like forty six, forty seven thousand dollars $47,000? What's yeah. your advice to those guys today? This is why you got to have diamond hands. Yep. You got it. You got to hold to it. When, when you make, when you decide to do a, a investment into cryptocurrencies, remember that word. It's an investment, right? So it's it's you're not you're not trying. It's not a quick flip. It literally you're making a, at least an investment for over a year to six months at least, right? Into into cryptocurrencies. So what I would tell that guy is, calm down. It's okay. This is an <laughs> opportunity. Every time it goes down, it's an opportunity to acquire more because when it goes back up to that same all time high and goes higher, you you you're pocketing money. So basically, the way to think about it is is if let's just say it hits hit sixty thousand just to make this the math easy. Right. When you're buying it right now, your pocket. Every time you buy some Bitcoin, imagine like you're buying it at sixty thousand. You're like, wow, I'm buying it on discount right yes. now because it's going to go back to sixty thousand. It's going to go back to fifty eight thousand yeah. dollars. So right now it's it's at forty eight thousand or forty. Let me see what the price is. Yeah, like forty thousand. Forty six four oh eight right now. Yeah. Yeah, forty six thousand dollars right now. So I'm buying a huge discount right now, like fourteen thousand, twelve thousand dollar discount yep. right now. So that that's the money you get to put in your pocket and stuff. When and this is why you dollar cost average, right? Uh, it's okay to make a big purchase in the beginning, but don't blow your whole wad. That's why you you dollar cost in. You buy a little once a week, once a week until you get in your your entire position, and then from there you just have little dollar cost averages from there. But this is why you don't. This is why like uh, I think I'm not sure if we said this in this show or the other show, but uh, basically if you have a very large amount of money and stuff, you. If you throw all your money in in one shot, if you get lucky, sure. If the price is down, cool. You you won, right? Yeah. But if you, you time it wrong, you you could you end up could, like Dude. you could end up having losses, right? So that's why DCAing is so important. Not not just throwing it all in one shot, just over a certain time, maybe over a month or two months, and then now you're in position, and now you can really win. And DCAing <laughs> is dollar cost averaging. Am I right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So. Cultivate Crypto, what is your advice to the guy who is possibly freaking out? What can you tell him that might be something different than what Dollar Cost is talking about here? Yeah, <clears throat> essentially, um, you have not lost money unless you've sold. Oh. So that's a concept, right, which uh, is massively important in crypto because of the volatility. Um, I think a lot of guys, they're just like, I bought Bitcoin yesterday and then, you know, now it's down like 20% and uh, I've, I've lost, you know, I've lost everything. Well, whenever you are winning in crypto, whenever you have gains or whenever you're losing, whenever you have losses, until you've sold, right, you don't have those uh, wins or losses. The way that the government looks at it specifically for taxes, right, is... Um, you don't have a capital gains tax until you sell. And then when that tax comes, right, they calculate based on those wins or losses when you have sold back into uh, fiat currency. So um, yeah, you just, like uh, like Dollar Cost said there, you have diamond hands, you hold it. Um, you know that we're going higher. That's why you bought it, right? You didn't buy it at the price that you bought it because you think that, because you thought that it would be worth less than that at any particular time. So uh, you keep holding and then you, uh, if you sold, if you bought everything that you had at that point, 
or you put everything you had into crypto at that point, then this is what motivates people to find more multiple streams of income, okay. right? More streams of income. So yeah. um, if you're somebody who's like, man, I put a thousand dollars in it. That's all I had in my savings. Well, you know, uh, obviously there's a, an importance to having multiple streams of income. So go and figure that out. Um, whether that's finding a side hustle, whether that's finding an extra job, whatever it is, right? This helps motivate you to become uh, more more financially free in multiple ways, I believe. Okay. Um, if you really understand where it's going. Okay, very good. Uh, Technomage B5 here with the $10 super chat says, did you get my X22 report email the other day? In short, as the dollar loses value, crypto and gold will retain it relative to the dollar. Crypto and gold will go up long term. Miguel, what are your thoughts on that? Because that is a very that is a very very interesting idea. That's a very very interesting thought that that Technomage B five just sort of blessed us with there. Right. I think he's right. Um, it's just depending on there's points in time where cryptocurrencies correct down and the dollar actually gets stronger versus versus the crypto. But there's times. But if you look at a long enough stretch of time, we are noticing that like crypto and bitcoin and everything else is starting to trend up higher so we're, we're our, our crypto we have the same bitcoin but the bitcoin just keeps going up in value versus right. dollars dollars getting weaker versus bitcoin but there is points like like the dip now it got weaker against the dollar but now it's strengthening back up so it, it but it's it's basically the trend the trend is positive so you're, you're holding cryptocurrencies you are you're, you're winning against the dollar definitely okay uh cultivate crypto what are your thoughts on 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 crypto and gold going up as the dollar loses value oh 100 um i mean if you look at bitcoin long term right don't look at the highs look at the lows the lows are increasing over time that is continuing to be the case on the major lows so um yeah uh, you know give it three four years from now and bitcoin's going to be you know at a hundred thousand dollars plus easily ah. in terms of like stable stable right stability yeah. above that level so um, I mean, yeah, you just have to have that long-term view and actually the dollar, you know, they say Bitcoin has a lot of volatility, right? Actually, I mean, the dollar just in the last two years has had a lot of volatility itself. So, um, you know, I don't think that argument against Bitcoin really works that well. So I think, yeah, um, these assets are ones that will retain your purchasing power um, and then likely grow it over time. And then eventually, I, I guess it comes to a point as to, you know, if the dollar becomes so worthless over, let's say, like a century, right? And Bitcoin yeah. retains its value so strongly over that century. Does it, do we really need to, you know, compare the two or what are we comparing Bitcoin to in the future? You know, uh, if the dollar loses its value massively, it might be something else. That's a good, that's a very good point. I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I'd ever thought of it that way. So <clears throat> let me ask you this. And I know this is, this is not in line with what we're talking about tonight, but I want to ask this anyway. Why are there, and I know this might seem like an obvious answer here. Um, and I want to come to, I want to come to dollar cost with this first. Why is sure. it that there are so many cryptocurrency detractors? I listen to Colin Cowherd <laughs> just about every day. He's one of the he's he's a I've, he's a sports talk radio guy. One of the smartest guys I listen to, dude. People are making millions of dollars on Bitcoin. Um, I think there was a uh, 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 there's an NFL player. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot his, what his name is. Half oh, Russell Okun. Yeah, Russell Okun. Yeah, yep. that's right. Half of his salary is not going to be paid in Bitcoin. There was a company I think that bought 190 million dollars in Bitcoin. Um, Elon Musk is buying Bitcoin. Yet guys like Colin Cowherd, he's he he's kind of a dinosaur and he admits it. Why are people still not in on this? Why is it that there are people still on the fence or just saying, listen, this is just a fly by night thing. This is never gonna last. Put your money in Bitcoin, you're gonna end up going broke. 
it's because it's a new game and they, yeah. they don't understand that game. So they, 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 they feel like they've mastered this game. I can keep doing the same thing. I don't need to keep evolving or keep putting new tools in my game. I can just keep saying the same things over and over and over. There is certain things, right? Like DCAing, that, that was not created by crypto. That was created by the equities market. Hmm. Dollar cost. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that came from the equities market that translates into crypto, but there's things in crypto that these guys are not adapting to. So they want to keep playing the same game that they've been playing for a long time. But what's going on is that the if, if you just look at things in terms of generations, uh, a lot there's there's a portion of the millennial generation that's playing in the equities market, but it's not that large. And there's a, there's a good portion that's in the crypto, uh, the crypto the crypto industry as well. And what's going on is more and more millennials are heading towards the crypto side as well as the younger generation ah, Zoomer as well. So, the key so word, what's going millennial. on? So what's going on is the equities market is starting to have less and less players as well as if you just even if you look at the equities market, there is half as many companies as there were in the in the 80s there's far less companies now so there's less companies ipoing there's less companies on the on the s&p 5 i mean not the s&p 500 but just the general you know large, larger stock market so there's just less and less sort of games to play and that's kind of what's going on is that they're, they're trying to have people coming in come to this market where i have all my money in right and even though I know that's not what they're thinking about, but there's like a term like they want to pump their bag and their bag is. Uh, Miguel, let me stop you right there. Yuji uh, uh, Kazami, listen, dude, you need to have a little bit of respect, okay? You said in the chat it seems like he's speculating more than he's assessing. My man, th these guys know more about crypto than you will probably Dude, these guys have probably forgotten. Uh, forgot these guys have forgotten about crypto more than you'll ever probably know. More than I'll ever probably know. Have some fucking respect, man. Don't come in here running your mouth, acting like you know everything. You're in here. First, you're in here asking us how to get Bitcoin. Then you're asking us five dollars a week. Then you want to say, well, it seems sounds like he's speculating rather than assessing. Really, and how would you know? Have some respect. Don't talk about things you know nothing about. If you keep it up, I'm gonna ban you. God almighty, there's always, there, dude, there's always, there's always a new guy who absolutely knows shit about shit. You guys, you guys have, you guys have more than doubled my money. And this guy wants to come out here and talk about you guys are really speculating more than assessing. Please continue, Miguel. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, most most of most of the stock market's nothing but speculating in the first place. Because if you even if you like you somebody from the equities market cannot tell me anything about like look at the PE ratios, they're totally out of whack. Right, everything out of whack. What what are, what are we talking about here? Obviously, things like Apple, of course, but most other equities that people are the the ones that are actually going up like crazy are total speculation. So what are they? What are you talking about? I, like, I, listen, 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 listen. Honestly, this is the guy that's probably going to end up buying XRP and Dogecoin, right? <laughs> this this is that guy. He And again, and I don't want to go all church here, but the Lord or the creator gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Don't talk about things you know nothing about. Oh, my God. Like, what? Anyway, so, Charlie, let me get your assessment on this because a lot of people are still out on the whole crypto craze, and I think... I think it's I think it's an age thing too, right? I mm. think older people are probably a little less they're a little more skeptical of the whole Bitcoin uh you know the Bitcoin crypto crypto craze instead of instead of really answering the question why aren't they coming around? What do you think it would take for older mm. generations to be to 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 sort of come all up to be all in on this? 
it just takes them being forced to essentially oh, and okay. that only comes when uh there's a big enough change in society that right it's starting to be used ubiquitously so it's it's all about the network effect once the network effect gets to you you have to use it and so it's the same thing with email right so, how many of those guys right. are saying yeah 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 i don't want to use email i could just send <laughs> something through the post office i'm used to this right i've understood this my entire life so i'm going to just keep keep doing this until you know all these kids under me and all my family around me says Hey man, get with the times. You got to use this, right? Right. And the way that that's going to be enacted is probably within the next five years, right? Okay. Governments are going to be giving people uh, central bank digital currencies for their stimulus packages for all of the, these different uh, social services. Lots of stuff. Okay. It's easier for them to do it that way. Sure. And then people start using cryptocurrency uh, or digital currency. They'll they'll look at digital currency. They'll still say, "Oh, cryptocurrency is still bad." You know, all these same things that are going through the media for the last 10 years. But then over, so the next five years, we'll start getting that. And then over the second half of this decade, then um, once it becomes ubiquitous, then boom, like uh, everybody has to use it. There you go. Uh, get with the program or get out. There you go. Listen, I agree. I think that was a very, um, that was a very apt comparison when you compared it to email I, yep. I, I don't need a newfangled computer I, if I want to write a letter to Betsy yep. I'll put it in the goddamn mailbox and let Bob the mailman come and get it I don't need any fancy schmidt no no you gotta get with the times email literally takes this long interestingly enough cryptocurrency takes this long too I love the fact and in, 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 in the I guess in the um, uh, in the essence of full disclosure, I had to pull two thousand dollars out of my of my crypto wallet uh, with uh, with uh, with Charlie because my bank was playing games with me and they still are. Mm-hmm. PayPal, dude, PayPal has a subst- This isn't even my this is my this is my personal bank, right? Then PayPal has five figures worth of worth of money that they're withholding from me for another three months. It's it, this is why cryptocurrency is taking over because your money is your money. It, the balance doesn't change unless you decide it change or the market decides it changes. That's yep. the main thing. And one interesting thing to pay attention to with PayPal, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, one interesting thing to pay attention to with them is um, right now they don't want to actually buy Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, but they are selling it, right? The reason why they are selling it is because they get more people using their platform because they, people are leaving their platform because they're having the same issues ah. that you're describing right there. And so they get people interested. They're kind of honeypotting them into using their platform more. I think they put out statistics saying um, that like 40 or 50% more uh, users have uh, two or more transactions if they have bought cryptocurrency on PayPal. And now the thing that those retail people don't understand is they're not buying cryptocurrency. They're buying an IOU from PayPal. Wow. And now here's the kicker for PayPal. It's an IOU, right? So they do owe you that and you are getting the benefit of the appreciation of the asset. But as we know, at the top of a bull market, right, uh, crypto tends to retrace by 80%. Um, and well, if, if there's a run on the bank, essentially, in ter- terms of PayPal's case, what if <laughs> they don't have the funds to pay oh everybody out God. when people come asking? Oh, my God. So okay. it'll be interesting to watch how PayPal plays this because um, Visa and MasterCard, MasterCard's already come out and said, hey, we actually want you guys to be able to pull out your crypto 
from our uh, services in the future um, so that you can actually transact in crypto and then we'll hold it for you and we, you can use it through your credit card as well. So they're going the route that actually is the most beneficial where you can use it in both ways. And that way uh, they have to have the asset back. Uh, they have to have the asset that backs what they say they owe their customers. Mm. And you're going to see more companies going that way because they have to. If they don't, they're going to be at a huge uh, potential uh, bank run uh, disadvantage. Good stuff, man. Uh, we got a, an $18.72 super chat from Daniel L. This is actually quite clever. 70% of 1872 is 1310. That equals 30 XRP at 43 cents split each. Split three ways, and you each have $100 when XRP hits 10 bucks. <laughs> wow. That was good. That, dude, that right there, that was the comment of the night. This dude did this dude did some serious math to troll us. I don't dude, that was like a reverse engineering of like a fractal or something. <laughs> that was that was unbelievable. Amen. I applauded putting in some some of the work, you know, and we'll see. If we hit XRP at ten dollars, that'll be great. I did have a consultation. <clears throat> excuse me, yes, I did have please. a consultation yeah, yeah, yeah. with a guy, this guy guy this week. This. <laughs> he was he was holding a lot of different things, including XRP. I was like, you know, he, he's trying to go to be debt free as soon as possible. Um, he has some extra money that he can, he's already paying off his loans. He's already paying off his debt. Um, but then he was like, well, I, I just want, you know, the fastest way to not the fastest way, but I want a steady way to financial freedom so I can start paying off this debt and still have money to spare. And he was emotionally involved with his XRP. I just said, <laughs> you know, bro, you got to get rid of that XRP. Just, I mean, I know you love it and everything, but like, if you really want to be debt free, got to get rid of that XRP. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Dollar cost. Listen, man, why are people so emotionally invested in XRP? I don't get it. I don't understand it, man. Like, what is it about? Like, is, XR, like, is XRP the butterface girl who's really hot that gives really good blowjobs and butt sex that dudes just can't leave alone? Is that what this is? I can tell you exactly why. And it's and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but the reason why everyone's Google Gaga over XRP is because it's pennies. And not dollars. So a guy can, can buy this coin and have a hundred thousand XRP. That's you know earlier. Not now. It's a little. It will. It was a little more expensive. But you can buy a dollar will buy you a couple XRP. You you can buy quite a lot of them, and then everyone can do the math. It's like, oh wow, if it goes to a dollar, I'll have this much. If I have ten thousand XRP and I paid four thousand dollars for it, and it goes to a dollar, I'll have ten thousand dollars. Yes. Damn. And that's and that's that's the mentality of a lot of the market. That's why a lot of people really buy these these cheaper coins that are worth you know pennies and stuff. Um, there, there's there's some tokens like oh yeah, there's some tokens that are worth like fifty cents that the market caps over a billion dollars. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But but people they don't people don't look at market caps. They look at the price of the token. It's it's called the unit bias. Oh, I like that the unit the unit bias. Um, <clears throat> We got another $2 super chat from Neo. It says, Donovan, what do you think of Polkadot? I have no idea, but I'll go to dollar cost crip with this one. What do you think of Polkadot? I love it. It's awesome. It's really awesome. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, Kusama, which is like the Litecoin to uh, Kusama. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Litecoin to Polkadot. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, they're they're going to start having uh, essentially their version of ICOs coming out in the next month. In the next couple months, wow. so so Polkadot and Kusama are going to be like really hot for the next like like five months, pretty much. Okay, with all Good. with all the big news coming out. So so the Butterface girl is getting plastic surgery to correct those uh, deficiencies. In other words, kind of. Yeah. Uh, 
Cultivate Crypto. Uh, and I know you guys have answered these before. If somebody asks a question, we'll answer for it. Uh, what do you think of Polkadot? I've been saying this ever since uh, July, actually, about a month before Polkadot came out in terms of being able to buy the actual token and spend it, which is, I think, it it is basically the next Ethereum. So I'm going to explain that a little bit. Um, it's not the next Ethereum in that it will replace Ethereum, but that it will have as much network effect as Ethereum has now. So Bitcoin was the first one to kind of come up, right? And then it went through its growth phases, and then it became a mature asset, or it's becoming a mature asset right now. Okay. Then good. Ethereum came up behind it, had a lot of those ICOs, had a lot of hype, stuck around in the bear market. Now, right, it's one of the main chains, and it's going through different growing pains with fees. Polkadot is the next one that's coming up behind everything here. And it has to prove itself, of, of course, over the, a bull market and a bear market, and then sure. come back in the next bull market and be successful. But essentially, um, it, it's a little bit stronger than Ethereum in terms of how it comes out with its projects and how it scales into it. Um, so kind of what uh, he was mentioning there with Kusama, right? A lot of the projects, they won't get onto the Polkadot main chain until they've been vetted strongly. So you're going to see a lot of ICOs, a lot of uh, new coins coming onto Kusama, testing there. Kusama's network effect getting strong. And then as those uh, projects get mature, then porting them over to Polkadot, Polkadot getting strong. So you're going to see this kind of ebb and flow between Polkadot and Kusama and this growing ecosystem. And it's actually like a lubricant to the engine, which is Bitcoin and Ethereum for the rest of the crypto space. So um, it's an interoperable system. Right now, Bitcoin, Ethereum's databases or blockchains are siloed and not connected this is going to connect everything and kind of just make the engine run even better so um i believe yeah i've been telling people this when polka dot was under ten dollars i said buy polka dot under ten dollars it's the same as buying ethereum under ten dollars in 2016 and 2017 so ah, okay. you know that's how i think about it uh, before it's i ask you guys a uh, a good question here i've got a i've got a super chat here specifically for miguel he says i have 697 dollars should i pay my child support <laughs> Buy the crypto mindset course or buy XRP. What is your answer, dollar cost script? XRP all day. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you may as well lean into it, right? And it's funny because Devin, this is funny. Um, it's taken me a little while to figure out who's having fun and who's trolling. Because right. she said to me, she's like, Tex Mex is trolling. Should I time him out? And I looked at it and I said, No, 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 he's just having fun. <laughs> Three weeks ago, I'd have been like, "Yeah, time him out," because I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know. That's where this. That's where this stuff takes you. Let me ask a question here. And by the way, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and open up the phone lines. I'm gonna open up the phone lines. 516-387-1987. That is 516-387-1987. Call in with your cryptocurrency questions. That is 516-387-1987. Um, <clears throat> let me ask you guys. Um. Diamond hands is something that you mentioned, uh, Miguel, yeah. and I think, I think a lot of I think a lot of men we understand the concept of diamond hands. We understand that hey, this is an investment. Yes, we want to make money, and we want to you know eventually we want to reach in and grab some profits. But we have to understand that this is a long term approach. Even though this is a bear market, we're looking at a decade long bear market. I mean, at the I mean, dude, at the very least five, maybe six years. This ain't going anywhere but up. How can how can how can we how can we get people to realize that they have to stand pat? If there's a dip, don't freak out and understand that it's an opportunity to buy more because it is going to spike again at some point. When it spikes, it's going to dip again. It's going to correct. 
That's when, and again, I saw somebody in the chat say, buy the diffs. I'm actually starting to understand this stuff, which is kind of weird. So how can we get, how can we get people to understand that this is a long-term approach and not to just freak out and start buying and sell, buy, buy low and sell high? Right. So which, which you guys, I mean, this is something Charlie could show actually on the chart and stuff, but if just look at Bitcoin over since its beginning till now. This is what happens. There's just ebbs and flows. It just goes up. It goes down. Yeah, but the thing right. is, it's 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 having higher it's it's having higher lows over okay. time. So over time, that means it's going like this, but it's but it's going up into the right. Essentially, even though I'm going to the left. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, that's kind of the trend is more and more people. Only if, if, if let's just say maximum, there's only two percent of the population in cryptocurrencies, and it's starting to get on the news. Elon Musk is buying it. The yes. banks are buying it. PayPal's in, Square's in, Twitter's in. I mean, uh, Facebook tried to make their own cryptocurrency and got shut down by the government for oh, trying to make wow. their own dollars. There we go. <laughs> but they tried. Facebook. But the, yeah, but they tried. That's the important part. They tried, and they're trying with uh, with another. So they did something called um, Libra, and then they now they're trying with something called DM, supposedly. Oh, okay. Charlie. But, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I thought that you yeah, were right. But what's going on is all the biggest tech companies in the world, which tech companies kind of lead where we're going pretty much. If all the tech companies are trying to buy in now and, and they're and they're getting in and we have insurance companies and then we have Michael Saylor with his micro strategies also buying. Yeah, everybody wants and, in, dude. And these, these are the smart guys. Yeah. We haven't they got the dumb up. guys in town yet. The dumb guys haven't even bought yet. God, <laughs> they'll be buying the top, all baby. All the dumb guys I mean, are buying XRP and Dogecoin. Right. Right. So, it, so mania has not even hit you. If, if, if like, so basically, you can hear you hear a little bit about Bitcoin here and there, but you're not really like hearing it. When when you know when you should feel maybe okay, maybe it's starting to get a little hot. When you can't go anywhere without hearing, stop hearing it. I mean, the mm. price has to be like hundreds, of, like above a hundred thousand dollars. It is not. It has not hit that point that yet. Day's we, we're not, that day's coming. That day's coming. It's coming. Sure, of course. But it hasn't come just yet. So even if we that, that that's what gives me so much confidence because it's like we haven't hit no none of that kind of milestone. Because back in 2017, when we peaked out, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing Bitcoin. It was yeah. Bitcoin, Bitcoin yeah. that Bitcoin the Bitcoin's yeah. gonna take over the world. We're gonna the Bitcoin's going to a million dollars. It was it, it just hit twenty thousand. You know what I mean? It's right. it's that sort of stuff. So we, we haven't hit that yet. So it's uh, it's it's pretty safe. I think it's pretty safe right now. Just obviously tiptoe in, get get used yes. to it. Obviously, don't, don't over invest into something you don't understand, but just mm. buy a little to understand it, and then slow and then slowly get into it. If you don't, if you if you just need somebody to help teach you guys, you guys can join the crypto mindset course. Quarter two comes out uh, March fifth. Yes, that is a week from yesterday. Yep, we'll be able to teach you guys, take you from A to Z, get you from an exchange to a Dex. Woo. There we the go. Entire course like that. Make you make you autonomous, have control of your own cryptocurrencies in your own wallet, and get you pretty much to the point get you almost six months of knowledge in about two weeks. Excellent, excellent. Um, Ryan Sullivan with the five dollar super chat says, I've thought about creating a digital fiat currency based on a POW mo model. Like Litecoin, as dollars lose value, I think crypto needs a non-pegged standard. Uh, Charlie, what are your thoughts on that? That's an interesting thought that he's he is going to create a digital like a fiat coin. I don't know. I don't really know anything about that, but yeah, he's. I mean, he's using a kind of a mixture of different things there. Uh, POW is just proof of work. It's the same. It's the mining algorithm behind Bitcoin, essentially. Okay. We have things like this. Um, I mean, we have different forms of it, right? So Libra, the idea that they're or well, whatever they're calling it now. Um, 
basically the Facebook coin, right? They're thinking about, do, about doing that with a basket of cryptocurrencies, or sorry, a basket of fiat currencies, right? And then um, we have uh, this thing called RSR, which is a uh, coin called Reserve Rights, which is doing that with a basket of cryptocurrencies. Um, and so then you have uh, different things like this. So um, we also have stable coins, which are stable to other assets. So we have a, now a mixture and a variety of these different things. And um, yeah, I think, you know, all these little, maybe what you're going to see in the future is these ideas then tweaked ever so slightly and a new coin come out. So you're pretty much whatever people can come up with in terms of creativity. Uh, I'm sure there will be a coin that attempts that at some point in the future. And then whichever model actually works the best um, will probably be the winner. Um, but or there may be multiple winners. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. Think you're muted? Yeah, sorry about that. I'm 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 screening phone calls. Uh, Miguel, what is your th what are your thoughts on the POW model like Litecoin? I mean, it could work, but the thing is, you're going to have to set up. It, it's it's going to take a while, and uh, it's going to take a while. To, you, you have to be or first thing first when you do a proof of work model, you have to be very careful what you use. I would never ever ever use SHA two five six. You will get trolled and destroyed. If you if you if you do your block if you do your proof of work chain on SHA two five six, there's a lot of of these um, businesses where you can rent hash power. So someone if someone just says, you know what, I'm just so tired of Ryan, I'm just so tired of this dude. You know what? Let me borrow, let me like, I'll borrow five thousand. I'll just pay five thousand dollars for one hour and fifty one percent attack his chain and then just destroy it. So you have to be very careful when you do a proof of work chain that you choose a mining algorithm that can't be essentially that it's not very easily accessible. That's why I like Litecoin's on script because it's very basically Litecoin controls all the script mining. So there's no no one's going to fifty one percent attack Litecoin because it just it's it, they would have essentially have to buy up the, they could buy up all the miners for Litecoin and they still wouldn't have enough processing power to attack Litecoin in script in the script language and stuff. So that's that's sort of what I think in terms of that. Uh, and two, you you have to kind of like more than likely it's probably going to be some kind of GP, GPU or mining or something like that or laptop mining and you have to, or a phone mining. So it's it, you have to be very careful. I mean, there's there's a lot of like there's a lot there. That's a can of worms, a man opening a uh, a uh, stable coin. Yeah, listen, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember of, you guys talking about mining yet. a long time. Yeah. You're like, dude, you got to do it in Greenland and you're going to melt everything around you and and. It's all going to be, you know, it's 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 all going to be very, very, it's all going to be, it's all, it's, it's very, very difficult. The fact that you can mine with your phone, to me, that's, that's incredible. Um, <clears throat> I've got you in Huntington Beach, uh, California on the line. Um, now, you in Huntington Beach, um, he kind of wants to challenge you guys on whether or not you guys think that, what are you going to say when Bitcoin hits zero? So you in Huntington Beach, <laughs> uh, go ahead and ask your question. Okay, well, first of all, Donovan, um, I, I didn't necessarily say it was going to hit zero. I'm more neutral on it. Part of the reason is I'm over 60, so ah. with the volatility, I don't, I don't need to invest in that. And, but I have lived through not the tulip craze in Amsterdam a few hundred years ago, but 100%, I lived through the 2000.com crash. So right. my question is this, and I am neutral on it, and if I was your guy's age, I probably would invest a little bit. Now, I don't know how much of your percentage of your portfolio you have invested in this, and it's not my business, but I always say this. Even if there's a 1% chance, 10% chance, or any percent chance, 
you know, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, but like I said, I'm neutral. Even okay. if there's whatever percent chance there is that Bitcoin could tank, not necessarily go to zero, but drop down to 10 grand or five grand, whatever it is. Right. In other words, just take a big hit. You know, obviously, what, whatever keeps Bitcoin going is the fact, one fact only, that you, it's like any stock. You, any, any, my old dad always used to say, Anything is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it on any given day, bro. And you know that. So in order for Bitcoin to go up, you have to have more people that are willing to buy that Bitcoin at a higher price than somebody bought it at. Okay. And, and Bitcoin originally was not meant for in, to, to, to necessarily invest in to go up. It was a medium to buy things on. It was created. And you have to admit this as a medium basically to be able to purchase things on internet or whatever. Right. Okay. So my question is this, I'm going to boil it down to this broskies. Um, I'm, I won't ask you what percent chance you think it's going to go down or how much you have in it, but I will ask you this without you, wait, wait, Hey, be open-minded. How many of us have always been 100% right on something? Let me ask you this, you. I would like you. No, no, hold on. You. Okay, hold on. You've talked long enough. Now, let me ask you to be open minded. How many, how many of us yeah. have been 100% all in on everything only to be wrong? It, listen, I, I, understand, I understand completely where you're coming from. You're over 60. I'm really not right, that right. much. I'm really not that much younger than you are. I'm 43. I'll be 44 years old in August. I'm, I mean, right. like, th listen, I have my reservations, but I trust these guys and I trust that I trust that they know that they know what they're talking about. And what I had to understand before I jumped in is that, you know what, what percentage of my portfolio is in Bitcoin as far as my total, I guess, net worth, I guess I have now a very, very small percentage. But I'm going to tell you exactly. I'm, I'm, well, here's the exactly. well. Hold on. Well, hold on. You that percentage might go up if these guys keep doubling. If these guys keep doubling my money, then that's what's going to happen. I gave these guys four thousand dollars. What uh, almost almost a quarter ago, right at the beginning of this quarter, they have me up around ten thousand dollars. Num numbers don't lie in that regard. Listen, if you're not like if you're not all in on this, I totally understand. But but guess no, what? No, hold bro, on, hold bro, on, bro, you hold on, hold on, on. you you I, you I, I you. Listen, listen, my friend, my friend. I'm not gonna this? talk. Hey, you check this I'm out. Sorry, I'm not gonna talk sorry. over you. I'm not gonna talk over you. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm gonna sorry. talk over you're you, right. and, and you you're not gonna talk over me. But th things yeah. like this come with risk. And 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 again, I understand that you're 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 comparing it to certain things like the dot com crash or whatever in 2000 guess what the internet is still here and people make millions of dollars on the internet i make all of my money on the internet i never thought that i would be able to say that that being said nobody knows the future so now i'm going to pose your question to the guys <clears throat> what per and i don't want to i don't even want to pose it like this in terms of what percentage but what assurances can you give guys like you in huntington beach and guys like me and I, nobody's asking for guarantees but why right. why is it why should i seriously think about investing in bitcoin if i know there is a possibility that it could tank it could be worth $5 tomorrow why won't it be worth $5000 next year there's a couple oh, wait, of different things that we can say i'll okay, i'll go on go i'll just go on two points to make it simple because there's a lot of different things that are being discussed <laughs> within there 
one, <laughs> we talk about this on the Tokyo Crypto th- Show with uh, Jonathan from Modern Life Dating quite a lot, actually. What is what is the likelihood that the economy and uh, the internet keeps expanding and we become more, going more and more into a digital age? Are we more likely to have that continue to happen or are we going to regress and you know the internet's going to stop and we're no longer going to need um, this type of uh, you know information-based society? If you were going to say that, that's going, going I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's a rhetorical question. I'm just putting it as a point out there. Um, okay. So just uh, that's my first point. And I would gather to say that we're definitely going more and more and more towards a digital uh, information-based economy. So, um, and I think the proof is in the pudding with guys like me, Donovan and dollar cost and different guys um, actually making a living uh, via the internet and doing so in a remote way. Um, I think that's only going to increase. We saw that last year with the uh, coronavirus. Everybody's starting to work remote. This is going to be a, a trend that continues. Then, to the other point, um, you know, Bitcoin going to zero. We could also pose the question, right? Uh, what's the likelihood of a fiat currency <clears throat> essentially going to zero over time? If we look back in history, well, there's a pretty high likelihood of that as well. So, is there is there inherent risk? In this, of course, there's. Is there inherent risk when you walk out of your house and you walk across the street and potentially get hit by a bus? Of course, there is. You got to learn what the rules are. Got to learn how to stay safe, and then just you know, uh, watch the trend. Like we said, we don't need to put everything that we have into it, but we need to understand that this is not going away, um, and it's going to be bigger. Right now, there's probably maximum 100 million people on the planet who are. decently invested into Bitcoin specifically and generally in cryptocurrency. So a fraction of a percentage um, of the people on the planet. And I'll, and I'll also say this, the older I, the older I get, I remember when I was in my early twenties, I was extremely risk tolerant. I'm 20 years old. I'm 20, 21 years old. I I assume I'm, if I continue to take care of myself, you know, I'm, you know, nothing's going to happen to me. Now, of course there's, there, there are different levels and elements to that, but when it comes to investing in crypto or investing in the stock market, Dollar cost, you said this yourself. I asked you, hey, what percentage of your portfolio should be Bitcoin? And your answer to me was, well, it depends on how old you are. You in Huntington Beach is around 60 years old. You wouldn't recommend him putting, what, more than 10% of his entire portfolio into Bitcoin, would you? Right. Yeah, it it really is age dependent. And also what kind of risk tolerance someone has. I mean, sure, if you like if maybe you, you're you sitting on a yeah. ton of cash and stuff, it should not be more than 10 percent, especially for someone that's six years old, because you're really you're pretty much almost you're pretty much at retirement age already. Yeah. So yeah. so it'd be it'd be like a one to five percent allocation, depending on how risk tolerant you are. But it also depends on how much money you have, too, because there's a lot of people who are 60 years old plus that don't have enough for their retirement anyway. That's and then there's like there's a lot of that stuff as well. So I, I've met a lot, quite a lot of people that are like I've 71 years old that are investing right onto cryptocurrencies, but it's not their entire portfolio. It's five percent. But they, they put that five percent there in just Bitcoin and a little Ethereum because they needed that extra boost to, to essentially, you know, get them over the hurdle because um, the, I mean, a lot, a lot of people, I mean, you've seen what's going on with equities. You can't tell me equities are not in a bubble. Right. It's, it's it's insanity. Right. So, and that's supposedly the safest thing in the world. I mean, when bonds, I mean, bonds don't return, I mean, shit really or nothing (laughs) like T bills. I mean, but we're going to, we're going to get into railway, railway bonds. Like, what are we doing here? Like the bank, (laughs) let me, let me, let me put all my money into a high interest, um, a high interest uh, savings bank account 
what, yes. what, am I, what am I own like half a percent on that yeah. inflation inflation's like even the inflation that the feds reporting is like two three percent and it's not we all know it's like easily anywhere from eight to twenty percent a year really on the stuff that we actually care about which is like housing and college loans and everything and all this other stuff that's going on with with the uh with the market so it's you sort of you sort of have to hey you, you know, know what I, here's what you're trying to say nothing ventured nothing gained Nothing right. comes without risk, man. And th again, the older you get, the more risk, the more risk averse you become because you're older. When you, dude, when and you guys, and I remember you said it on the show, Miguel. Listen, man, if you invest, you know, a thousand dollars into Bitcoin and you're 18 years old and you lose that thousand dollars, big freaking deal, right? You're 18 years old; it's just a thousand dollars, dude. If you're 65 years old and you invest a substantial amount of your savings, and I think it was a guy from Pennsylvania. Who had called up and he was a he was like kind of a blue collar guy and he asked well listen how much should I should I pull out my 401k my savings you said well wait a minute really depends on how old you are and where your risk tolerance is um listen I understand you in and I had to let him go because we're dude the phone lines are jammed I understand yeah. I understand his um I understand his question he's just listen you know what man listen investing in cryptocurrency is not for everybody it's not for everybody there are going to be some really, really staunch naysayers. And he said he was neutral, but he had his mind made up before he before he called. I think he wanted to kind of poke you guys in the ribs, and that's fine. Like, this is what the show is here for. But but I understand where he's coming from. If I'm damn near 60 years old or over 60 years old, I'm not jumping in on this crypto craze either. I'm getting ready to retire in five years. I can't take substantial losses, so I'm going to be a little bit more risk. I'm going to be a little bit more risk averse as far as that's concerned. Um, Joel Castro with the $2 super chat says, what is the network effect? Uh, Charlie, you have anything on that? Yeah, so it's pretty simple. It's just as there are more people in a network, it becomes more useful. Okay. So let's say we have, I have an iPhone and Donovan has an iPhone, but dollar cost doesn't have an iPhone. It's useful for me and Donovan, but completely useless for dollar cost. If we give him an iPhone, then all of a sudden, um, you know, it becomes extremely useful. The more people that have this, uh, the more ubiquitous it becomes, uh, the more it obviously is not going to go away, but also the more, uh, various use cases it can have. So, um, when I say that it's just, um, right it's kind of like a snowball it gets to a certain point to where it can no longer uh be stopped and then uh you get different you get this kind of growth curve and uh during that growth curve right it gets to a certain point to where it kind of just hits uh, a certain level and just keeps going a little bit stronger so for bitcoin i think we're hitting like the third stride um and it's now being uh, adopted by institutions being accepted by wall street and uh so that's just going to be the next wave uh, of group of people coming in until we get you know to a level where almost everybody's using it. Perfect, perfect. That's a good answer, actually. Uh, dollar cost. William S. says, with $5 super chat, says, hey, hello, guys. Should Ethereum, and I'm going to get Charlie's take on this, too. Should Ethereum holders be concerned about the rapid rise of Cardano during this bull run? Stay frosty. Your thoughts? No, it's fine. It's just more competition that's that's entering the space. Uh, in terms of like just Cardano, I, I think Cardano is great, but they don't have any projects at all yet. I mean, they're launching. I mean, they're going to be launching smart contracts pretty soon, and then Gogan as well. But it's just the flavor of the moment right now. Um, I would be if if I was if I was Ethereum, I'd be more concerned with Polkadot honestly because Polkadot actually has projects launching where like Cardano doesn't have much, but either way, Polkadot's actually kind of here to help Ethereum scale, actually, with, by lending out their, t if you understand how the parachains work, or uh, essentially it's like um, they can lend you throughput 
when needed and stuff. So it's like this whole thing of just kind of kumbaya with like Polkadot and where Cardano is more trying to actually take a couple projects away from Ethereum. But, but the thing is when Ethereum starts scaling over time, um, that's not going to be, I mean, Ethereum already has a network effect like Charlie had talked about. So I mean, what are your thoughts about it, Charlie? Um, yeah, no, I would agree. Uh, I think Cardano has a future. I do think, um, the, I mean, the price has been pretty good in terms of, um, you know, during this dip, it's one of the only things that's growing. Uh, and I think that's quite interesting as well. So, but I, I would agree hundred percent, like, you know, Polkadot has more projects coming out on it. Um, so it's just a matter of, I think each thing is kind of in a different phase of, of growth. So what I would like to see for Cardano, for Cardano to succeed um, would be to have a smooth rollout of different projects that they say are coming out, right. And then to see more projects uh, starting to build on Cardano. I think that is one of the key points that you mentioned that Cardano needs a little bit more of, and um, we've seen that easily done on Polkadot. We haven't seen that yet done on Cardano so much. So once we start seeing that, then I think people can have more confidence in it long term. But I know it's not going away, at least not in this bull market. It's going to have some speculation on it, and it will continue to grow in value. So um, for people holding that, it is one of the decent hedges uh, in the market. Uh, you know, if you're wanting to look at the competitors to Ethereum. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Technomage B5, $5, says nothing is guaranteed. That said, nothing ventured, nothing gained. The excitement is in making the choices. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think age has a lot to do with your risk aversion. Um, the phone lines are absolutely jam-packed. Uh, let's go to James in Nova Scotia. I think he said he had a question about an algorithm or an algram. Did I get that right, James? Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh. So uh, it's it's similar. It's similar to uh, a Cardano for my research. Cardano and Polkadot and Ethereum and Chainlink. But okay. I think there's a lot of um, a lot of you know um, speculation, but also a lot of um, you know <laughs> possibility, right? Um, I think it's extremely undervalued right now, and it's called Algorand. I'm not. I, I just like uh, the professionals' opinion on uh, on Algorand because. I've done a lot of research myself and I, I've got some in my bags and I'm very uh, keen on, on, on finding out what the, the future is for Algorand. So yeah, I just like the two professionals take on it. Okay. Very good. Uh, Charlie, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Algorand? I hope I'm spelling that right. Is that A-L-G-R-A-N-D? Yeah. Algo, A-L-G-O, Rand, R-A-N-D. A-L-G-O-R-A-N-D. Okay. Well, I totally screwed that up, but whatever. You're talking early. It's all good. No, I think it has some potential. I, in terms of, you know, um, will it, you know, start to challenge these other things? I don't know yet. I mean, was, time will tell. But the one thing I think Algorand has behind it, which is, uh, you know, an essential factor is that it has a really good community behind it, right? It has a strong group of people supporting the project. And I think um, that will continue. So we'll, we'll see how it performs in this bull market. So I don't think it's a, you know, terrible coin or anything like that. I do think it has some potential. Um, but you know, does it have enough uh, enough momentum compared to these other projects that are trying to do similar things? Maybe not yet, um, but um, we'll see how it plays out. But the community behind it will continue to um, make it uh, survive and then hopefully uh, thrive. But um, I want to take dollar cost uh, take on that as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. Dollar cost. Sure. What are your thoughts? So right now with Algorand, it's the speculation is just in buying the token itself, but it's when when Algorand is going to start getting a lot more hype is when projects launch on Algorand and then people are buying Algorand to then buy something in the mm -hmm. Algorand system that hasn't happened yet because like I watch a lot of I've watched I watch I'm kind of always keeping my eyes in terms of what 
a lot of the YouTube crowd is saying, a lot of the podcast crowd, and I'm hearing not much on Algorand right now. But it's a, that's sort of it is kind of important because the time to accumulate some things is when it's quiet. That's the best. That's where you make a lot of the gains. But the thing is, is, is like right. I haven't heard much going on with, around it in terms of the hype machine and stuff. The hype machine on Algorand is very and, and that kind of. Right. And that's what kind of where I'm really interested on is because nobody is talking about. It. So maybe because of that, it is very undervalued being at, at the price point. Maybe when the like you say, the market effect, the network effect takes over, people will realize the actual value. Right. Maybe maybe that's the case. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah it's also also good to t- take a look at what in the background. Right. Who's running the project and um, what types of alliances are they making? Are they building when it's quiet or is there not, nothing going on? I think that's one of the most important things to look at because for Binance chain, right? That's something that has exploded recently. And yeah, over the last three to four years, ever since the last bull market, they've been building um, different things in the background and making different alliances. And then boom, Ethereum has some problems with its fees. Binance chain swoops in and tries to take some of that um, you know, opportunity. So if they continue to build uh, during that time, I think they're, you know, that's the thing to start researching and paying attention to. Cool. Very good. Thank you very much for right the on. call. Thank you very uh, much, James guys. In Nova Scotia. That was a very, that was a good question. I've never, I've never heard of Algorand. Um, I guess you guys know a little bit about it. How new is it? How long has it been around? It's been around quite a while. Um, it, for whatever reason, you know, Twitter, there's a lot of talk on it on Twitter, a lot of people trading it. Um, but yeah, like dollar cost said, it's been quite a, kind of quite recently. So it's not been a thing that we've been focusing on, uh, in the short term, but, okay. um, maybe it, you know, starts to build some stuff in the long term, and we'll see if it comes up, uh, or not in the future. Okay. Let me get both of your opinions on this. This is an interesting question. Nonstop Dre 360 with the $2 super chat wants to know is what stage is crypto in the AOL stage or the Facebook stage? That is very interesting. Uh, dollar cost. Let me get your thoughts. And then Charlie, uh, I want to hear your thoughts after dollar cost. Okay, so I personally think we're at the part we're, we're at the part of the the cycle in terms of technology where we're we're just getting facts. <laughs> we have we have it's like we have IBM. We're starting to get a little bit of Microsoft. We're we're starting to get these companies, but the problem is is they're not really talking to each other. So we're right now we're building the fax machines to actually send messages to each other. That's, that's interoperability, and that's what Polkadot and like and uh, Cardano is going to do as well, and and Ethereum and cosmos that, that that's what's going on right now we're making the fax machines and the tele the the, uh, the telephone lines to talk to each other right now right now the chains are just silos or silo here silo there with no one talking to each other so that's kind of where i think we're at right now and then eventually we'll have you know we're, we'll have our windows 96 moment and then we'll have the aols and all that the 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 because the, email is instantaneous it's fast we're not at that yet but we're going but that that gives me a lot of hope because that means there's a lot of work to do and that means that's a lot of more time in crypto that's mm. crypto really going to be hot that's why i'm so confident okay charlie yeah, and I- yeah, and I would agree with that. I would say uh, essentially there another way to boil that same idea down is that we're in an infrastructure building stage and then we're building some basic software on top of that. But we don't yet have, like uh, Dollar Cost said, like a Windows 98 or anything that's like a, a kind of a killer software application that a lot of people can use. So we're still in that very, very early stages. Another thing to kind of compare it to is, you know, open source versus closed source. Um, Linux versus Mac OS and uh, Windows, right? Linux, a lot of things in the world are run on Linux. We just don't really talk about it because it's in the background, right? 
And so that's what a lot of the original cryptocurrencies that are, have been built are, are building. And then, um, yeah, we're just building um, the network so that it can talk to each other, as you mentioned there. So, um, yeah, we're in the very, very, very early stages. Okay, um, I've got another super chat here that I'd like to uh, get you guys in. So Sam W. wants to know, uh, with a $2 super chat, 5K and ADA curious on their feelings on Reef. Miguel. Uh, Reef is cool. Um, the thing is, is it's supposedly powered by Polkadot, but I don't know how true that is because it's a lot of it's a lot of it is now attached to Binance as well. So there, there is coins that sometimes are like in between two ecosystems, and they're pretending to be a part of that ecosystem to get a bunch of money from that ecosystem. So I am not entirely too sure if it's more on the Binance chain side or it's on the Polkadot side with Reef. So um. I honestly, I would just stick with probably the main coins. I understand why people are speculating, but right now, um, if I had to speculate on Reef, I would just throw my money into Kusama myself personally or, or Polkadot if I don't have an allocation into the into that ecosystem. Because if you already have Cardano, you have that silo invested, but you're missing the Polkadot side as well. You need the Ethereum as well. So there's there, you're, you're missing. You're, I'd rather invest in the main coins first before really speculating on some of the smaller coins. All right, Charlie. You're uh, actually you bite. You guys have both answered this question. Um, I wanted to I wanted to say something about this because I actually heard I actually heard something a little bit about Reef. Somebody said something about Reef like in my comments because that's the one. Those are the videos that I read uh, mm -hmm. my comments. I don't read my, my comments anywhere else. And I forgot what they said about it, but I would like for you guys to address it next week when we're on the show. He's actually made, he actually made a pretty interesting provocative statement there. Um, Ethereum wheel $5 says I plan on moving most of my portfolio to Bitcoin before the next having good strategy. If so, how far in advance should I make the trades? Uh, let's go with cultivate crypto then dollar cost crypt. Yeah. So overall, right. We're here to gain more Bitcoin in the market. Some people right are here to gain more Ethereum. Um, but those are the two main ones that we mainly want to gain. So in terms of timing, right you'll probably be mainly going into Bitcoin and or Ethereum towards the bottom of the next uh, bear market, beginning of the next bull market. So, um, you know, he said, plan on doing that before in the, excuse me, before the next halving, right? So that could be um, in terms of time. I mean, we will see, right? The next halving will be in uh, spring to summer of 2024, but um, we'll see exactly is that, you know, early 2023, mid 2023, late 2023, when is the best time to be shifting? Um, let's say you have uh, plenty of gains within this bull market. You've shifted it into something stable. Um, let's say, for example, like PAX Gold or uh, something like that in the bear market. Then you deploy that re back into Bitcoin and maybe uh, a couple other things at the beginning of the next bull market. Okay, Miguel. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally, I totally agree with what Charlie just said there. Yeah, so yeah, it's it doesn't make so it doesn't make sense to then like you. The thing is, is when the next happening is happening. Obviously, I think at that time we may be the we might be in a bit of uh, recovering from then the bear market into a, another bull market, and it all depends. Is if you held if you held on to let's just say all your all your Ethereum, you should do, be doing okay, but it. It pretty much has to do with if it's cash. If you do have it in cash and then move it into BTC before, I would always I'd always try to get some BTC a year before the the whole happening because mm. it always hypes up six months after before it and then especially right before it. It always kind of hypes up. People are talking about the having like crazy. That's kind of the, you want to get in before all that hype happens. So getting getting same thing with Litecoin. Same thing you want you want to buy six months to a year before 
that date happens because what tends to happen when there's happenings is that the the miners kind of speed the blocks up a bit and it actually happens a month or two faster than you actually anticipate so it always sneaks up on everybody no matter what it happens it happens with litecoin it happens with bitcoin as well never be ready right yeah just be ready yeah okay good stuff all right listen man the phone lines are a smoking we got some we got some guys on uh with some really 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 good questions uh let's bring on l selective in toronto now l selective i don't think that's probably his birth name um, it escaped me what you wanted to talk about, but what did you want to ask the guys? All right. Yeah. I just wanted to know, it's just a quick question. I want to know what's your take on a uh, GRT, the graph. I know it took a dip, but, uh, what do you guys see? What's your future? And what do you guys predict for a graph, the GRT? Okay. Um, I, I really like it. It's a great, it's a great, great token. I mean, it basically it aggregates all the information from band protocol and uh, Chainlink, and then essentially makes it like a it's like it's almost like a google effectively so you're able to search this database here and it's a nice digestible place so it's it's like a google for smart for for, uh, smart contracts so it's in the future people are going to use the graph essentially to either aggregate their information for like for just quick plug-in plays on on certain blockchains or maybe websites or they'll be able to build a blockchain just with using the graph as its legos so it's going to be really simple to build stuff on it it's still early right now but i think it's i think it's a great tool it took me quite a while to actually understand it as well because it's it's a very new kind of concept and um typically if i heard a project with they didn't have the financial backing and they're trying to do this this undertaking undertaking would be too large but because coinbase is really behind this as well as there's a lot of big money behind the graft um there's a really good chance that they'll be able to pull this off let me ask you before charlie jumps in here l selective let me ask you this what do you plan on and this is it grt is is that what it is is it golf romeo take okay what do you plan to use do you plan to build or use grt for anything or or how do you intend to use it uh honestly i've just been investing in grt but i've noticed it took a dip so i was kind of a little bit concerned but you know uh just trying to get some more intake and what other people's opinions are on the actual project itself okay gotcha so cultivate crypto um so 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 grt does it have a bright future because again it did take a little bit of a dip and my guess is that the corrections with grt not quite the same as with bitcoin we know bitcoin's going to come back not so much with grt so talk l selective off the ledge here yeah i'd say you know uh based on what dollar cost I was saying there in terms of who's behind it, what the project looks like, where it fits in the ecosystem. It's not going away. It's going to be staying here. It's going to be finding its niche in this bull market. So this is the interesting thing. When you think about a coin's purpose, right? um, You want to compare it to other things in the market. Is it helping other things in the market to succeed more and building kind of like its little niche or cog in the whole cryptocurrency puzzle? Or is it trying to basically come and do something brand new? Right. Or is it trying to come and do something that already exists? If it's trying to do something that already exists, then it's probably going to have a lot of competition and maybe not be able to grab that network effect. That's probably going to be the hardest thing for cryptocurrency to do. Um, If a cryptocurrency is coming in with something absolutely brand new, right, that's maybe just super innovative, that's going to have a lot of headwinds because uh, it has to prove itself. Right. Whereas GRT, what they're doing is they're coming in and they're fulfilling a small niche that is a complementary thing to other projects and it has a strong backing behind it. It's not going away. So I like it. I do think um, it's something that's worth investing in. Now, just be careful with how much you put into it. Right. But um, 
if you do believe in it and then you go and do your research on it, uh, we in the crypto mindset course that's coming out March 5th, and um, we tell you how to understand this information so that you don't have to rely on what our thoughts are. You can come ask us what our thoughts are, then right, you can go look at the information that we give out about how to do this fundamental research and then go do it on your own, come back and compare notes, right? And then go back and do that process over and over again. And then you become more uh, independent and sovereign over long the long term. So that's our goal with the course. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, if it's on a dip there, one thing in terms of the price, if you're concerned about that, is also learning about how to understand the basics of the chart so that you can see where maybe it has some support, where it has some resistance. And then you can find an opportunity uh, in terms of time and price to maybe accumulate a little bit more, but then also make sure that's not a majority of your portfolio. And I think if you understand those things through the course, um, then you'll have more confidence, but then you can come and we can start having a more um, uh, fluent conversation in this as well. But uh, I think he's onto something here. Does that make you feel better, L Selective? Yeah, it definitely makes me uh, feel better. Uh, yeah, it's good information. Uh, uh, definitely going to look into the course and whatnot. And the name is L Selector. Not oh, L Selector. Dude, I'm getting all these wrong. L Selector <laughs> in Toronto. Uh, uh, I appreciate that very much. Uh, hang on one second. I've got, well, actually, hold on. Hang on, Dev. I'm going to get to you in just a second here. Um, P. Willie with a, with a $10 super chat says, I'm unable to trade my XRP, not because I love it so much, but because I live in the U.S., um, Zima Duvant said, Hey, I made $12 on Dogecoin. It was luck. I shifted everything into Litecoin, but I think Bitcoin could hit 100K by the end of the year. So, Froggy Crypto uh, wants to know how much will this current market dip affect Nimble Wimble for Litecoin coming next month? Could Litecoin pump while the rest of the market stays stable? Miguel, you're up first. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah as long as we're not uh, like as long as we're not actually just crashing or something during the time that it's going on um this is going to be litecoin doesn't have very many, many news events when it has something it's it's a really big deal for the community it's gigantic for the community so um just like every time there's the the habit everyone knows exactly when the happening is for bitcoin and everyone knows when the happening is for litecoin but it always catches everybody by surprise and it becomes a huge deal in the Litecoin community. The price typically pumps into happenings and then typically sells a little off after the happenings. So the same thing's probably going to happen with Mimblewimble. This is a pretty big event. This is a pretty big change. We're going to have privacy on Litecoin. So this is going to be, uh, this is actually a pretty big change actually for Litecoin. This is, this is significantly more than even the happening, I, I believe. Because, I mean, if you if it, it actually has some privacy features, this is a brand new feature to Litecoin. So this is a fundamental change to it. So I think it's very price positive. Okay, perfect. Uh, Cultivate Crypto, your thoughts? Yeah, when Bitcoin is stable, it gives a chance for altcoins that are doing something to run up in price. Um, so um, when because now the market, there's not money kind of uh, dissipating out of the market. The money that's in the market is going to be staying in the market. And so if Bitcoin is relatively stable, right, just kind of sloshing around a little bit um, and everybody's still confident in the market, then they see Litecoin doing things. Yes, it gives Litecoin a chance to run up um, uh, at that time. So uh, that is possible. OK, perfect. Let us go to the phone lines. Let us go to cryptos in Cincinnati. Crypto says that he's got a uh, a story for you, like a revelation on Shitoshis. Cryptos, uh, talk to the guys about your revelation on Shitoshis. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, I think it's really awesome that you can let guys call in like this. And I just want to share this revelation I had the other night. See, I'm a beginner to uh, crypto. I've only been in it for a couple months now. I've been watching 
uh, Charlie's show, and he's always talking about, you know, the charts compared to Bitcoin. He's like, oh, if it's not doing well versus Bitcoin, you probably might as well just be in Bitcoin. And it's always kind of like confused me, like how does like it's doing well versus the dollar, but not Bitcoin. How does that happen? So I got on KuCoin for the first time the other night, and it's fascinating. I was watching all these orders go through, and it was all in like point zero zero eight something whatever Bitcoin to something else. And I was just watching these go through, and, and the revelation was, it's all about Satoshis. So my question is, what do you guys think about that? You know, it's, in the end, it's the, the, the goal is to get more Bitcoin, right? So it's all about the Satoshis. Okay. A Bitcoin is 100 million Satoshis. Okay. Yep. Charlie. So, yeah, I think understanding those things is very important. So is, I think it's two things in one, right? So it's understanding that, yes, Bitcoin can be divided into subunits and that those subunits themselves have value, right? Let's say Bitcoin becomes stable at $100,000 around the year 2024, 2025, as we expect, right? When that happens, will people be counting in whole Bitcoins anymore? Of course not, right? They'll be dividing it up into Satoshis and they'll be saying, you know, oh, look, I have a certain amount of Satoshis. This is great. And um, that's how it will be viewed. But uh, in terms of the confusion, why is dollars go? This coin is going up compared to the dollar, but it's flat compared to Bitcoin because Bitcoin is also appreciating against the dollar. And if the, that coin is flat against the dollar, right, and Bitcoin is going up against the dollar, oh. uh, but that that one is flat compared to Bitcoin, yeah. that just means it's matching Bitcoin's uh, rise, okay. yep. right? Um, essentially. So um, if it's declining against Bitcoin and slightly gaining on the dollar. Right, then that just means it's gaining on the dollar, but not as fast as Bitcoin. So it might as well be in Bitcoin. Um, if it's gaining on both Bitcoin and dollars, that means it's outpacing both of those assets. Boom. Um, that's something that you want to uh, pay attention to. So uh, I think you know it's it's good to see that he's uh, looking at all this information, doing his own research, and then starting to put these um, pieces of the puzzle together. So um, you know, hats off to you for doing your research, man. Okay, uh, dollar cost crypt your. Uh, your uh, your your thoughts on this Satoshi revelation? As I correct the spelling, I'm terrible with this. I'm terrible with this. this these, these spellings. Are yeah, Bitcoin really matters, but also, um, especially this cycle right now. I think there's actually a lot of people also counting their their essentially their chickens or counting their eggs with <laughs> with uh, with uh, Ethereum as well, because Ethereum now has an ecosystem that's very that's mature now or maturing and a lot of people kind of um, are really like counting the RC20 tokens against Ethereum. So there's a, there, there is two sort of sides to that coin mm. sides is the, is the Satoshi side. Their side is the way side to the, um, to, to that in terms of gaining on that. And it just really depends on which ecosystem or which thing do you really care about the most either way you're winning against dollars. So that's really what matters. Um, there is times and places where, the dollar, you, the dollar in the days, like you, you do have to cash some out for your lifestyle. If you, but if you're so independently wealthy, it doesn't even matter. I guess you know, you just hold more Bitcoin in Ethereum, and you're going to win. I mean, that's it. Yeah. One thing I would add to that is, if you're going to be comparing to either or both, right? Yeah. You want to compare both to each other. Right now, is Bitcoin the dominant one, or is Ethereum the dominant one? And which, whichever one's the dominant one, that's the one, right? That we uh, compare to at that time. So it depends on you know. Uh, bunch of different factors and that's kind of the interesting thing about this market is that it's kind of like going into another foreign country and being like you know i have these different coins of yen or you know chinese yuan rmb all these different you know coins that are going around when i'm traveling 
it takes some time to kind of get your head around that and start getting used to it because um, when you first come in comparing it to the dollar is the easiest thing because that's what we understand but comparing it crypto to crypto uh, does take some time uh, to uh, kind of let that sink in okay good stuff uh, does that answer your question uh, cryptos Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely shed some light on it. I appreciate that very much. So is Ethereum, it's GWEI. Is that G-W-E-I? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's Strange. all about the Satoshi and the GWEI. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Cryptos in Cincinnati, thank you very much for the call. Uh, very, very interesting. It's it's funny. It's The weird thing is, man, is that every, each one of these callers, it, not each one of them, but there are a lot of callers. I'd never heard of GRT before. The cryptoverse is just mm. so vast. I just can't believe that you guys know everything about it. <laughs> Every time somebody calls with something I've never heard of, you guys are like, yep, we've heard of this, we've heard of that. Uh, the guy, uh, L Selector in Toronto, I had no idea what the hell that was. It's, 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 it's incredible. This is why you guys have to buy these guys' course on March the 5th because nobody knows nobody knows more about the crypto game than these guys. I think that's I think that is plainly plainly obvious. Uh let's go to some super chat. So, um uh Mike in Seattle, AJ in San Antonio, Kitchen from Raleigh, Daniel in Miami, James in North Carolina are up next on the phone lines in that order. Uh let's pay some bills here and um and get to uh get to some of these uh get to some of these super chats here. Uh let's see. Fathead with the $10 Super Chat says, at Pimp Cultivate Crypto, wouldn't you agree that geeks like us that don't understand the history of money should establish a private currency board so that crypto can be anchored slash backed by the U.S. dollar? <laughs> He's trolling here. He's trolling. It's funny. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a, there's an economist, is that, is that a really old crotchety boomer dude um, that we showed a meme on, on on my show. I believe it was either Friday or Thursday. And he was just giving this argument that, yeah, for crypto to have value, it needs to be backed by, uh, you know, the fiat dollar, which was uh, absolutely hilarious. But uh, shout out to you, Fathead. Hope you're doing well. Um, and, um, yeah, he's a good uh, watcher of the show. So he's just having a little fun there. Good, good, good. Uh, Neo wants to know, as I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to scoop this up. I'm going to have to scoot this up here. There we go. I'm not just putting my Patreon in there. I'm, I have to find some way to to get it up so I can... Make sure he five dollar super chat says. Do you think XLM is a smart long term hold? It's supposed to make transactions between different currencies easier between banks and across borders. Let's start with Miguel on this one. Yeah, I think XLM is a good long term um, hold. Um, the the one reason why I don't tip I don't hold it in my portfolio is because XLM is very quiet sometimes. It's very hard to hear news about it. And then out of nowhere, it just drops a bomb like, hey, yeah, we're going to be the cryptocurrency of the Ukrainian government for the central bank digital currency. <laughs> yeah, what the, <laughs> out of left field. Like, and it's wow. no news on it. And then randomly, they just drop some bomb like that. And then quiet again. And this is why it's really hard to kind of just gauge when there's like the ebbs and flows with it. So it's, it's XLM's a good long-term hold. I think it is. It's, they're doing some serious work. They're really, they're backed by IBM in the background as well and stuff. So this is one of the reasons why, like I chose them back in 2017 over XRP because um, most central banks, because most central banks and stuff got created, you know, you know, 50 years ago and stuff for a lot of countries, um, they used a lot of IBM computers. So still, even now, most, I, most, Central bank, this is technology is IBM computers. Okay. So because Stellar Lumens uses a lot of IBM technology, they integrate really well with with like central banks. 
is current, like current sort of like, you know, computer system and everything. So that's kind of one of the reasons for that. But it's, there's just, it's just really hard to find information because the news comes out very slowly on, on XLM. So it's, it's like, it just, just sideswipes you out of nowhere sometimes. Okay. Um, this, this one is for um, uh, Cultivate Crypto here. Thoughts on, uh, thoughts on using the trust wallet to buy Celsius. Yeah, I haven't done that myself, but I've heard uh, plenty of people you know, through various consultations and stuff who have. If it works, it works. That's all I care about. As long as you can get your Celsius, you control it, you can move it wherever you want. Good, great. Um, just check the fees, and if the fees are good, no problem. Okay, good stuff. Uh, Chris Von Eric with the $5 Super Chat says, I have heard people say only invest in coins that are 20 to 50 times growth projection. Is that a wise rule, or should you look at all coins potential? Dollar cost. Um, well, here, <laughs> so th this is like, th this is some sort of thing where like, um, very low cap coins sort of push this out and stuff. So some people's like invest in my coin cause the possibility, my coins market cap is $2 million and we can get to a billion. So there's a ton of growth here, but the chances of, of that currency doing that is pretty low. So I would, what the way I would do that is get into the main currencies first, then from there put some money into the more speculative lower cap stuff. That way you you get essentially sort of a basket of gains. So maybe maybe your the your Bitcoin or your Ethereum does like a 10x and then some of the lower cap stuff could possibly do a 40x but you're not counting on it. But if it's hit, it ends up kind of booing up the amount of x's you get overall on that portfolio and then now now you're sitting more prettier than just holding some of the bigger currencies that won't move as much in terms of like x's. Okay, very good. That's actually a very good question because I've heard I've heard something like that before. I'm not really I'm not really sure where I heard it from, but I've heard something similar to that. Phone lines are jam packed. Let us go to Mike in Seattle who has a question about his portfolio with regards to Bitcoin. Mike, fire away. Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for the great show. I really I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm into right now. I've got some Litecoin. I've got some Bitcoin. I've got some Bitcoin Cash. I've got some Ethereum, and what I've got the most of is Theta and some Theta Fuel. So I'm kind of wondering two questions. First of all, how good do you feel about me being spread around like that? Is there anything that I'm really, really missing in terms of diversification? And then the other thing is, you know, gun to your head, next two years, Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash? Hmm. <laughs> Almost too easy. Right. Bitcoin. <laughs> okay, there we go. In, in Seattle, we kind of have like gun to our head, Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll. You know, we have. Oh God! Don't get me started Carroll. on that. Pete Don't get me Carroll. started on that, Mike. Holy! Can you believe? Just real quick. Can you believe that this is actually a thing? What are we doing in no. Seattle? What are we doing? It's insanity. It's absolutely insanity, and it's like it, it's like if you ask Seahawks fans. 90% of them easily would say, just get rid of Pete Carroll. Yes, Pete Carroll is, cat. dude, he's I mean, the, oh, listen, Pete Carroll, I love the guy, chews his gum, and he has high energy, but dude, dude, listen. Who's going to win you more championships, Exactly, man? exactly. Okay, yeah. all right, that, yeah. that's our that's our sports talk, that's our sports talk half minute. Um, <laughs> that's, it, a that's a different stream, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to mess up the algorithm here. So, so obviously now, Charlie, you said this was an easy one. It's it's Bitcoin cash, or it's Bitcoin, Bitcoin rather than Bitcoin Cash. Okay, so is there anything he's missing? He's got a little bit of everything. He's got some Litecoin. He's got some stuff that I had never heard of. As usual, are there any holes in his game? Is he too diversified? Should he be focused on just a few of the blue chip coins? What are your thoughts there? 
So I think in terms of the number of coins he has, it's perfectly fine. He doesn't have more than 10. Um, I think most people roughly fall somewhere between five to seven, maybe eight coins um, that they can keep track of. So um, yeah, he's keeping track of a fair uh, amount of coins. Um, I would say if you want to go in depth, uh, either in, in terms of your portfolio, grab a consultation. We'll be happy to talk to you about that. Um, in the course, we'll probably mention just like a general what's at the current moment in time uh, the best um, balance of uh coins if you're looking to get into uh to new coins at the moment but yeah none of the coins he's holding are bad except for i, I would say bitcoin cash has a little bit of uh what do you call it some headwinds against it uh okay exchange recently delisted bitcoin cash and bitcoin sv um for several different reasons that may happen on other exchanges as well so i would just get rid of the bitcoin cash and get um something else either consolidate into that into bitcoin or ethereum uh, and the excuse me, and then do some research and figure out what other coins you're looking to hold. So, um, yeah, uh, not bad. Okay. Um, uh, dollar cost, anything to add to that or does he have any holes in his game or do you like what he, do you like what he's, where he's headed? No, I mean, I have to completely agree with Charlie on this. Uh, the only thing is I'm just not the biggest fan of Bitcoin cash. I mean, okay. it's why, it's why just, is that? it's just, there's, there's a good chance that I think in the bear market that it's not going to recover. What? Yeah, there's there's a good chance for that to happen because um, oh, a wow. lot of listen, of, you and of, Huntington of, Beach just got a hard on. Yeah, there's a lot of institutional holders like um, I would say Grayscale or a bunch of these other ones where they essentially got a co so they have a lot of Bitcoin and because they held a lot of Bitcoin they got a bunch of free one to one copy of Bitcoin Cash. At some point, um, they really haven't been adding to their Bitcoin Cash position at all, and at some point those big institutions are probably going to, if they have to liquidate something, they're going to liquidate the altcoin first. And they're probably going to liquidate their Bitcoin cash because it's all profit anyway. So they don't care. And then that could really put a lot of downward pressure on the token. And a lot of people don't really respect it. So uh, I typically, I just don't hold it just because I don't need all that drama in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Did that answer your question, Mike? Yeah, it did. Thank you. Um, I'll I'll probably move the Bitcoin Cash out to something else, or maybe just put it into Bitcoin for now. And you know, I have seen some things internationally where there are, there are places accepting Bitcoin Cash, but I've never seen any place you know in the states that's taking Bitcoin Cash yet. So that made me a little hesitant. But I mean, you guys are really solid on the answers, so I think I'll I'll take the advice and hey, Mike, uh, move it into something else. Mike, hashtag let yeah. Russ cook. <laughs> yeah, let Russ cook. Yeah, the ball. <laughs> Mike in Seattle, uh, checking in, giving us a little bit of the, uh, giving us a little bit of the sports angle. I still can't believe what's happening in Seattle. Let's go to AJ in San Antonio, uh, who has, I think, an investment question. AJ, are you with us? Yeah, what's up, man? Here I am. What's up, brother? How 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 we how we doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we'll take uh, Russell down here in uh, San Antonio slash Dallas. They don't want him. Right. <laughs> Listen, they're actually talking. They're actually speculating. Sorry, guys. They're speculating should the Seahawks trade uh, Russell Wilson to to the Cowboys for Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott? Like, what are we doing? Anyway, uh, go ahead, AJ. What you got, man? <laughs> no problem. Um, <clears throat> yeah, guys, um, I was I was thinking, um, like I told Don, I have a um, – I have a government job um, with, the, with the city, so I'm pretty good in terms of my retirement. I'm going to have a defined benefit um, uh, pension, so I'm pretty safe with that, with my future earnings. So I, I'm, I play the stock market a little more you know, risky. So my question was, I do have a Roth IRA that I've had for years. There's plenty of money in there. 
Um, and I wouldn't touch the capital appreciation because I don't like to tax on that. In terms of what I put in as my cost basis, would it be wise because of the current climate, the dips and everything, should it, would it be wise to take all that money out since in the future I probably wouldn't need it and put all that into Bitcoin slash Ethereum and Litecoin? I, have, I already have some pots of each, but just spread it amongst those. Would it be wise? Because like you guys were talking about earlier, the dollar is probably going to lose value in the long term to the cryptocurrencies. Very good question. Wow, very good question. So would it be wise for him to empty his Roth IRA and put it into Bitcoin uh, dollar cost? Your thoughts? If you're going to take it out into cash, I would not take all of it and to put it into crypto. You should always have some savings, right? Because I, there's a lot of people I know that they're kind of, you know, they, they, they kind of, you know, talk bad about the dollar. But when things get bad, you need dollars. You do need dollars, right? And we're, if more than likely, we probably, right. probably see the we'll probably see the euro crash before we see the dollar completely tank. <laughs> so uh, it, it's always good to have some cash. It's important because emergencies happen. It's so if you're going to cash that money out, at least keep half of that in the bank or in or in some in some in real life cash in your residence, so you can have just for emergencies because cash is still going to be useful. Okay at least for 10 years, at least. So, so don't, you know, don't go throwing all that in terms of invest in terms of the coins you said for investments, that's fine. Yeah. Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, that's good investments to put that money in. That's safe. That's safe coins, all institutional grade coins, but I would not, I would obviously I would make sure and shore up your savings before doing that. Okay. 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 Very good. Uh, Cultivate crypto. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, you definitely need a runway of, you know, six to nine months to a year of, you know, stuff so that you can uh, be safe in that regard. So that's definitely prudent. Um, in addition, right, the crypto uh, currencies will generally uh, outpace all, most of the other investments. I think Tesla is something, just as an example, that does act kind of like a cryptocurrency in terms of its growth and volatility. Um, there's not as many other things out there like that in, in the other markets. But um yeah, uh, I would say the other thing that you just uh, have to add into that is uh, educate yourself. So whenever you're making that big of a, of a pivot, right, into something that's new for you, um, definitely uh, find uh, out what it is that you're investing in. Educate yourself deeply, immerse yourself in it. And uh, yeah, just understand the new game and take some of the tools that you've gotten from those markets, apply them to this one, and then learn the things that maybe um, are blind spots for you. And um, if you do that consistently and persistently, um, then you will do well in this market. But if you just go in willy-nilly and don't know what you're doing, <laughs> um, you can uh, get uh, a lot of landmines there. So just be careful. Uh, yeah, very good answers. Uh, real quick, uh, AJ, before we before we let you go, there is a very good possibility that they might send Russell Wilson to Dallas for Dak Prescott. They might actually do that. But if I'm the Seahawks, I want Ezekiel Elliott too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, that's a big ask there. But, yeah, fingers crossed. I'll take Russ and dump the other two. Real talk. No problem. AJ in San Antonio, I appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. And, of course, I, I swear to God, man, listen, man, we have a diverse audience. We got people that 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 love their sports, but they also like their uh, their cryptocurrency. Let's go to Kitchen in Raleigh, who has an interesting question about the direction of Bitcoin in terms of merchants, merchant services. Kitchen, go ahead, man. Yeah, so uh, before I ask the question, I got to preface it with the current tax rate that I, I've, I've just Googled them. So okay. currently the uh, the North Carolina business tax rate is 2.5%. The federal business tax rate for small business is 21%. And the North Carolina sales tax 
is 6.75%. Oh, that went up. For a total in, in taxes of 30.25%. So my question is, as far as merchants go and get in um, expanding what um, what you guys called the network effect, Yeah, would it be smart or legal to basically undercut the dollars? Essentially, like, if I'm um if I own a convenience store or a bar, if I know that I'm going to be paying a total of thirty point two five percent at the end of the year in taxes, couldn't I just say uh, offer a twenty five percent discount for people using crypto and Ooh. like profit in the short term? In- now, yeah. before you hold on, the dollar basically. Listen, listen, listen. This is interesting because I buy. There are certain things that I buy on the internet on a regular basis, like kratom from Happy Hippo Herbals. I have only paid with Bitcoin because they give me a twenty percent discount when I pay with Bitcoin. The only reason I have ever had Bitcoin until now was to buy Happy Hippo Happy Hippo kratom. So merchants, and he's asking a very good question because I buy things that give me discounts when I pay with Bitcoin. So dollar cost, would it be smart to accept cryptocurrency out in the real world instead of the virtual world to sort of undercut the dollar? Would that be legal? I mean, we a lot of businesses do it. Um, I mean, we do it ourselves. We do we give a we give a discount and stuff if it's for people paying for the course in cryptocurrency. So it's oh. not a terrible it's not a terrible thing to do. It's fast. It's instantaneous. So the minute someone sends that currency to that address, and it's and it gets there. It's now in your possession. You don't have to wait for it like PayPal, where they're holding onto your money forever. So it's like I think it's a, I think it's a pretty cool idea. You just got to be also you also got to just be very wary of also there's fluctuations in price. So they can send. So let's just say you charge three hundred dollars for something, and they pay you three hundred dollars in Bitcoin, and Bitcoin can go up, and you're like, whoa, cool, I have four hundred dollars. Oh, it goes down. Oh, dude, damn, it's two hundred dollars of value. You got to just keep that in the back. You got to remember that. So you are accepting. Yeah, when do you need to use it? Exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, Charlie, your thoughts on that? No, it's a great idea. Um, and yeah, you're only going to get some payments in Bitcoin, right? You're not going to get like the, at least at the current moment, you're not going to get the majority of payments in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. So yeah, um, you know, you also do actually have a, a very good marketing tool in that, uh, in your local community is you can actually say, hey, we do accept Bitcoin, we do accept cryptocurrency. And then you will get, you know, a, a subset of people who are into that. Uh, coming to your store specifically to support you for that. So there's a lot of different ways you can spin that. Um, but yeah, like uh, Dollar Cost Crypto said, right? Um, the volatility is one thing to pay attention to. So if you need that money right away, that's going to be you know a little tricky um, sometimes. So you got to be willing to hold that uh, longer term. So whatever you do, except in that, uh, you're going to hold longer term. Um, and, but yeah, uh, it's, is it legal? 100% it is, no problem. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say otherwise, uh, uh, people wouldn't be doing it uh, online. Uh, does that answer your question, Kitchen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. And I, I got one quick question for you, you Donovan. Um, yeah. I sent you an email yesterday, maybe about an hour before your, your crypto stream. Okay. Um, I titled it Bitcoin to Gold Ratio. I don't know if you had a chance to read it or if you did, if you thought it was interesting or if you thought it was stupid. But I thought it was interesting and Maybe it's something that you could go over next uh, next next week if you, if you do. Yeah, listen, I'll definitely check but, it out, man. I want to make sure if I send it to the right email address. I don't want to blast your email address on your stream if you don't want me to. But no, I, no, no, I go, uh, I no, no, no. It, no, no, no. It's 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 tsr at donovansharp.com. So if you want to make sure yeah, it gets I to send me, it to the right email address. Oh, perfect. Hold on, let me check it while I'm on with you, just to make because that sounds yeah, very it's, it's, very it's interesting. It's pretty short too. It's pretty a short read, but it's very interesting. I did math and um, I dude, I, if you're a numbers guy, man, it it really struck me. Is uh, 
it was almost eerie when I did the math, like okay. of Bitcoin to gold in circulation. It's it's ridiculous. Okay, I don't think I have it. I don't think. Uh, send it to me again. TSR at DonovanSharp.com. Tango Sierra Romeo at DonovanSharp.com. All right, I'm sending it now. Awesome. Uh, Kitchen in Raleigh, uh, thanks for checking in, man. Um, I like that he did that pre-research and he, he kind of gave us kind of gave us like the tax rates in North Carolina. I remember when I lived in North Carolina, the tax rates were 6.25%. They're now at 6.75%. Let's go to Daniel in Miami who has a question about Trezor. Daniel. How you doing, Donovan? How you doing, guys? Doing good. Uh, I've been watching your show. But... Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm sure you guys might be covered it. I know you guys are bigger on the Trezor, but uh, I had a, um, I bought a Model X uh, Ledger. And I just want to know, like, you guys are strong in the treasure. Uh, your guys' opinion on it? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, dollar cost. Your opinion on treasure? I love treasure. It's my favorite. It's my favorite it's a girl, cold right? Yeah. Just the Model T, you guys. I personally, I've never owned a Ledger, so I, I've never really even used it before. It just, it just. Um, I just like the open source nature of Trezor over the other side because um, if I remember right, Ledger is based out of France and France is getting kind of a, uh, they're, they're coming out with some laws against cryptos that I don't really like and they may enforce some things upon Ledger as well. And then of course there was that hack on Ledger, not not that anyone's coins were stolen, but people's emails were put out there. So that's kind of why, mm. you know, it, it you know, I, I, that's kind of it made me even stronger, uh, stronger, you know, it made a stronger case for Trezor because Trezor didn't really store your emails. Oh, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, cult, yeah. Cultivate Crypto, uh, what do you think about the Model X Trezor? What's the difference between the Model X and the Model T? I haven't looked at the Model X, so for that I can't say. I know the Model T, um, they um, basically you have a touch screen so that they can't get what's called key logging, right? Some people try to figure out what keys you're pressing to find out your pins or your passwords and things like that. So that helps uh, as a security feature. Um, but yeah, Trezor in general, uh, I would agree with everything that Miguel said there. Okay, very it's, good. It's Does great. that answer your question, Daniel? Uh, yeah, thanks. I'm probably going to buy that as a backup because I already have a ledger, so... Thank you, guys. Okay, very good. Daniel in Miami getting his questions answered. That's in, that's interesting. I did not know what the difference was between the Model X and the Model T. Uh, let us go to James in North Carolina. He has a very interesting question about what would happen with Bitcoin if the stock market were to, tra were to crash. James, go ahead. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, second time calling to a live show. I'm pretty nervous here. Uh, that's right. I, I spoke with Charlie a little bit Friday. And, uh, yeah, essentially, I just kind of want to know, is it even possible to predict uh, how it would affect crypto? Yeah, so what happens? So, the U.S. Yeah, so you want to know what would happen to crypto if the stock market crashed? Yeah. Okay, uh, Charlie. Yep. So uh, I think I heard two things there. I'll mention the stock market one. We've already seen it once, right, in terms of last March. Right. Bitcoin took a pretty big haircut, obviously. But then what happened after that? It bounced back very strongly as well. And so I, I think, obviously, you do have people in both markets. They do have some relation. They're not in a vacuum. They do uh, have some relation to each other. So I do think, you know, it would affect it would, could have a short term negative impact on Bitcoin or crypto. Would that be lasting? I don't think so. What it would actually do mainly 
I think, is take out a lot of people's um, leveraged positions, right? Yeah. That's what happened um, during the last crash. That's actually kind of a healthy thing for crypto because it just kind of cleanses um, any of the over speculation in crypto and then gets the people who are hodling long term rewarded. And then it just gives an opportunity to buy more. Um, and we saw that recovery was absolutely amazing. I mean, if you look at that chart of Bitcoin compared to any other asset that crashed during that time, it's just like it's ridiculous how much it came back so easily. So, um, yeah, I'd say it's give you an opportunity. And I think he mentioned a little bit there. What if, you know, the dollar were to crash, right? Well, then the value of everything yeah, else comparatively like to the dollar would go up. Oh, okay. So if the dollar crashes, then crypto goes up. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Excellent. Uh, very good question uh, there by James in North Carolina. Um, and I think I remember you guys mentioning, you guys mentioned the fact that when, um, like the dollar versus, I guess, Bitcoin. And when the dollar loses value, Bitcoin tends to tends to trend up. So if the worst were to happen, then yeah, then I guess that would be that would be very good for people. Uh, in terms of their uh, of their crypto uh, their cryptocurrencies, um, give me two seconds. Sam W with the five dollar super chat. As we are about to go ahead and end the show, we've been on for almost two hours. Great show today, by the way, guys. Um, five dollars says thanks for the answer. I am pretty diversified with some coins and some DeFi projects. However, I'd like to I'd like to hear how you feel about V Chain. Something else I've never heard of before. Uh, dollar cost V Chain. I just I kept away from it. I I don't really like V Chain too much. Okay, uh, right. It gives me a lot of 2017 vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Some projects, but um, if they're putting in work, they're putting in work. I just I I haven't heard much so far. Okay, how do you yeah. feel about V Chain, uh, uh, Charlie? Is is V Chain? Are you staying away from that too, or what are your thoughts on it, that? I, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not necessarily something that I think is going to value my portfolio in the upwards direction. I think it does well against dollars, but compared to Bitcoin, it's actually losing value. So I'd just rather have Bitcoin specific, uh, myself or Ethereum. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, search Donovan Sharp on YouTube. For exclusive content, which includes my entire archive of over 800 episodes and over 2,200 exclusive posts, go to patreon.com slash Donovan Sharp. Links in description.